This week on Big Guys, we got some familiar titles that are new to the power rankings. So see which ones enter the fray on episode 106. Let's get it. The Big Guys Podcast. get this shit man it's 105 what no it's 106 what man listen yeah nigga listen <laughs> at least 106 listen. episode 106 what, 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 listen 106 in part man 106 and 106 in big eyes listen man listen all right so before we get started you already know what time it is this is ad and lj back at it again uh, before we get started, Big Eyes <laughs> Podcast, man, listen, we have been, we have spent a lot of time trying to solidify this Power Rankings list for this week, and we will get into it. This is, this was, this was a, this was a tough one. We got some heat this week. Listen, because it's not only just like we got the weekly stuff, the monthlies came back, you know what I'm saying? And we had a surprise drop from Chojin X, and everything was just really hitting on something this week, man. Let me tell you, like... We've, I think we've been sitting here for like the past hour before we even hit record, just trying to figure out what we could do to solidify the whole thing. And listen, man, the 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 rankings may surprise you. The rankings really may surprise the you. Rank, the rankings, yeah, the rankings <laughs> this week, man. The rankings this week on the on the Big Eyes podcast. It was, it was tough. It was a, it was, it was, man. We we got some really good stuff, man. That's all I gotta say. Um, before that, man, listen, before we get into, um, before we get, into listen, like before the, we get, before we get into that, let's get into some of this news. Cause we've gotten a lot of news this week. Yeah. 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 I think the first day or, I, 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 enough news to talk about. Yeah. En- just enough. Cause like we could really go on a run about everything that we read this week, but we got to get through the news first. So I think the first thing we could talk about is Fujimoto being a madman dropping a 200 page one shot on April 11th. It's going to be in the Shonen Jump Plus app in Japan. So it may come over here like he did look back on Viz. We don't know yet. But you reading all 200 in one sitting? I just need to know. More than likely. <laughs> more than like. Well, one sitting? Nah, never mind. Uh, I might read 20 pages a day and then like get through it throughout the week. That I'm, I might read all. I might, I might be a madman and read. It all depends. 200. It honestly, because you know he he's not very wordy about the stuff that he writes. It's all like visual paneling and everything like that. So you, if you run through two hundred, I could see it like through through the whole day. But man, listen, and and the fact that like he's putting this out before he even starts on Chainsaw Man Part Two, like. Come on, man. but I, I'll say this: when you look at his the 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 last one shot that he did will look back. I'm not I'm gonna read it because I feel that he will actually give us 200 pages of, of good storytelling. Yeah. Cause I know the last thing that we can't that if it was anyone else, if it was really anyone else, I'd be concerned. But 200 pages from Fujimoto, I'd be all right. 
Yeah, because you know the last thing that he said about something that he wanted to write about was he wanted to have a femme fatale lead the story. So this may be that one shot that he came up with beforehand. So who knows? I'm really excited to see what what goes through his mind with when it came to this man. Like, I can't wait. Yeah, man. Listen, I, I like like I said, I think Fujimoto is a great writer. I think he tells very compelling stories. I think that his one pieces work out very um like his one his 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 one shots work out really really well yeah so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be surprised about like i'm not concerned i'll say that i'm not concerned of how good it's gonna be i think that a one shot will work work out perfectly fine 200 pages is insane yeah that's absolutely crazy for a one shot but I think that it'll still be a very compelling story. And I mean, obviously whatever Fujimoto touches, it somehow turns into gold. Fucking look back. God, that wasn't, didn't wait. Didn't he win that award for look back or was no, it? Or it came was in it second place. Not, came in second. So that's what I'm saying. Like we not like Fujimoto, whatever he touches really is, is gold. So we'll be all right. Mm-hmm. Man, listen, Fujimoto, this might be Fujimoto's year. Might be depending on how good part two is. Listen, I, I I got full faith in this man. I think I think he's earned the respect of everybody over at Jumpin' Shueisha to for him to write whatever he wants, especially because all he's been doing is dropping one shots since Chainsaw Man Part One ended. Like I think I think he'll be all right. Yeah. Speaking of Shueisha, oh yeah the 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 gaming division. Do you want to talk about that? I just need to. Why can't they just give me the chapters, bro? <laughs> I'm doing my volumes, man. Uh, been doing all this. I can't even get half their stuff in English. <laughs> I'm learning seven different languages right now just to read manga. I'm tired of it. <laughs> Duolingo tired of me. <laughs> no, Duolingo needs to probably give me a sponsorship. How much I'm trying to? How many languages I'm trying to learn how to read and write? Man, listen, I might be right. Just to read you. some manga. I might be right there with you because I read. I kind of want to do that. I want to start reading AOI in front of French. <laughs> God damn. I sound like Method Man at the end of Ice Cream. <laughs> bon bonds and all that shit. <laughs> but no, nah, that's cool though, man. Listen, I'm not gonna hate yeah. Chuesha with the with the game. I mean, they're getting a new. I mean, it's obvious that they are working very fast because they are already talking about a new title coming very soon. Mm-hmm. They talking about that. Not only that, but we also got the weekly Shonen Jump. They they revised the weekly Shonen Jump survey system. So now we don't know if it's going to be a one-time thing or a recurrent survey, but in this time they asking about the reader's volume selection. So typically on the on the reader's selection thing, they ask like, "What is your overall satisfaction with this week's weekly Shonen Jump?" And they go from very satisfied to un very unsatisfied. Then they go, tell us the reasons in question one, as detailed as possible. Three most interesting titles, which volumes we will buy when they're released, which series volumes you will buy the most when they are released, and then which ones you will recommend to people, and so on and so forth. So I think like they're kind of revising this and hopefully it comes out west right now it's still in japan only but hopefully like we get to have some say so input because man listen this week was kind of crazy too like i ain't gonna hold you you know what i actually really enjoy that they're doing that because i actually feel that they're this gives some things a chance yes i think it gives some things that us as fans have been championing 
and attempting to for things that we've been reading and like everybody, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like things that we've been wanting to read and wanting to see stay like consistent, stay consistent. Like, mm-hmm. I think this actually gives us a chance to actually have some say in it. I think that the 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 metric that they're measuring things by it's it's um, a very limited scope. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I think it gives it, it gives new title, especially new titles that need probably need some time to grow mm-hmm. and probably need some time to let the story go. It gives them a little bit more breathing room. Yeah. I think that's a big thing with a lot of fans is that, like, although some things may not be starting off as as fast paced as we want, yeah. it, it even if if the story is compelling enough, it allows them <clears throat> a chance to like build on to, uh, like upon that. Yeah, and it, it's crazy because it's like we see so many of these titles mm-hmm. get cut so quickly, and they only get like three volumes at most or whatever. Um, coming out for those stories um but by them at least acknowledging that people are willing to buy the volumes and you know maybe giving things a little bit more leeway and credence to like flesh out their stories even more because you know volume sales are becoming more important than just like their magazine sales. like magazine for for japan is going to be like their main thing like even though we don't have that anymore over here and all we got is the volumes and the digital shit like you know that's that's a very big metric that they need to follow and that they should follow so i think like with them at least including volume sales and stuff like that hopefully they'll expand the surveys for us over here in the west so that we can also give our input and say hey man like we also want some of this stuff to stay too like y'all not the only ones that are enjoying the stuff like it's a whole greater world than japan man like we love the stuff that y'all putting out just give us a chance to like have our say so as well Nah, definitely for sure. I think yeah, I, I think this is um this new metric is is for the greater good of all. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, um also wait real quick before um before we move on. Wow, of course I click off of it as soon as I say that. <laughs> uh, going back to Shueisha Games, they did release the first four titles that they're gonna release. Mm. Uh, so the first four titles are gonna be Oni. Yukio, the Tower of Children, and Captain Velvet Meteor, the Jump Plus Dimensions. I'm kind of interested in what that's gonna be like. Yeah, that last one sounds kind of wild. The Jump Plus one, because Jump Plus has a lot of great shit. Like, oh, so <laughs> so they give a description for all of them. Is what it is. Uh, like yeah, that whatever. I don't care about the other ones, but the Captain Velvet one, the story of Damien, a shy boy who has moved to Japan for family reasons, unsure with his new life. Damien finds strength fighting alongside Shonen Jump plus heroes in this imaginary world. Mm-hmm. Th- that sounds actually interesting. Yeah, cause I could fuck with that. Imagine you fighting next to Lloyd and Kafka, like you get them. That'll up. be hard. Like that'll go crazy. Um, that'll be hard. I'll enjoy that. Yeah. Um, speaking of Jump Plus real quick, I, I do got to throw a shout out for, for Takapi, man, because they almost had a million copies just off of two volumes alone. Like Just a million sickos, <laughs> I'm counting you. You in, that, you in that sicko count. I ain't got them yet, so you can't count me. But when they do get released over here, listen, I might be. You are absolutely. <laughs> I might be ignorant. right there day one. It's only going to be one volume and you are it's two. sick. It's going to be two? Yeah, it's two volumes. Oh, you're off just, two you're volumes, disgusting. it's a million. Come on, man. You're disgusting. Listen, man. The last chapter was a wholesome ending. Listen, if you had read the last chapter, I probably would have nominated it for the yeah, first Yeah, no, guys. I read 
you are. The last chapter was good. What do you ignorant. mean? Come on, man. It was good. You're still. You're still. You need help. Listen, man. I like. I like um, happy endings. Let me just say that. I really, I really enjoyed that. They, they didn't keep it all dark. They, they made, they came to a good resolution. So go read Takapi. Just don't be depressed when you read Takapi. Uh, bro, you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna need some therapy after reading it. <laughs> Take your time. That's all I can say. Um, but I think the, the, the next thing is, um, Witch Watch. Um, they got a TikTok account. Yeah, man. So that's it. Listen, listen. After this latest chapter and um, Maury actually getting the TikTok on his phone because everybody was slanted. First of all, I'm glad you caught up to tick, uh, Witch Watch, man. Like, hey, listen, bro. I was being a hater. I can't even lie. <laughs> I can't even lie. I was being a big ass hater. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to everyone who's a fan of Witch Watch. I was being a hater. Listen. It's okay. I'm glad you see the vision. That's all I can say. I see it. I see it. I see it. I'm fully I'm bought in, bro. I'm all the way there with you. I'm bought in. It's 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 such a good story, man. It's it's modern day slice of life with fantasy elements. Like I that's I mean, I think that's exactly why that TikTok is gonna work because they really buy into the modern day part. Yeah, because like they have so many different modern day references. They got they got saw references, they got Minecraft references, like they reference other stuff in Jumpman. It's it's a very fun series. And the story is still there. Like while they are having their fun, there's still an overarching story that they tell. And listen, man, all the characters are really enjoyable. Uh, I, I'm happy. Maybe one day we'll get it into the top eight. But right now, everything else is kind of hitting on on some gas. Um, <laughs> oh, man, listen, the top eight this week, man. We've had a we I, took a lot. Yeah, man. Uh, I think this this last news section is where we can tie into the top eight because we got a we got an interview from Shihei Lin who is the editor of Spy Family, but not only Spy Family, he is also the editor of Chainsaw Man and Don to Don. And he had a slight um, conversation on the release of Volume 7. Um, the The interviewer asked him, you know, what is it like for the, t- how did the title for Spy Family come about? And he really just slapped a placeholder name on it in the draft submission page. And it just, it just happened to stick. <laughs> it just happened to stick. He asked, I love that for them. Yeah, man. Like, I- I'm happy that, like, you know, sometimes the the basic stuff is all you need. The basic title is all you need. They even reference how the title of Hunter Hunter is super simple and it has the same thing going on. So, like, you know, they're very aware. Um, it's a it's a very fun little little interview. If you want to check it out, it's on the Manga Plus app. Um, yeah, it's it's a very good thing. Like, now it's always it's always cool when you get uh interviews like that with like the editors and whatnot. Cause I feel that they always have a a different um obviously I mean also the editor of uh the editor of Spy Families worked on a bunch of different great mangas such mm-hmm. as Chainsaw Man and Don Don, which is still running right now. They also did Black Torch, which is another little fun read. Mm-hmm. So obviously he knows the stuff, he knows what he's doing. Um but no, I think that the interview, uh, yeah, like the interview gives you a great, um, 
just a great insight of like what what it's like working with some of these mangaka. I think like yeah. it's really cool because I think each mangaka has a their own personalities and their own person. So yeah, I know working with each one is is definitely a different story. But I love how they kind of stay focused on Endo. Yeah, but they also have like a small section about like him talking about Endo and he put Endo on Fire Punch as an assistant. So you know you can kind of see some of the influence there, like. Fujimoto just had a lot of great assistants. Like the, the the whole team has just been on point for the last few years, man. Like they all have been like, I don't know how to describe it, man. Like, what would you call them, boys, man? Like they are the all stars. Like, oh yeah, definitely for sure. You can definitely call them the all stars right now. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, bro. I I, I love it. Yeah. If you um, if you want to go read the interview, the whole thing is on the uh, Manga Plus featured tab right for this week. So. Yeah, go check it out. I'm mad that he didn't bring up how Endo be taking a whole bunch of PTO. But it is what it is. <laughs> That's a fact. But when Endo shows up, he shows up because guess what? We are here with a big eyes manga ranking. Yes, sir. And obviously, we're bringing up Spy Family because guess who got the top spot this week? You already know. Spy Family. Spy Family gets the number one ranking this week. Man. Um. Much deserved. We'll get into it in a second. But here are the official Big Eye Power Rankings for this week um, of Shonen Jump. April, uh, what? April 3rd? Yeah, yeah. Week of April 3rd? Yeah. Um, so, taking off number one, Spy Family. Mm-hmm. Number two is One Piece. Number three is Aashiman. Number four is Chojin X. Number uh, five, Black Clover. Number six is Sakamoto Days. Number seven is Shoha Shoten. And number eight is JJK. Um, obviously starting off with the number one on the list because it is the most noteworthy. Spy family, like I said, when Endo shows up for work, he shows up to work. Yeah, and not only that, he's actually coming back on time next week or in 14 days, not a whole month like before. Like I'm <laughs> I love how we think that 14 days is on time, but it is what it is. I mean, for him it's on time. Like we can't complain about that, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? He 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 has his schedule. He he knows what he's doing, and because he delivered on this chapter, I can't hate. Cause you know why? It's a Lloyd backstory chapter. We ain't never something that we never something we have never seen before. Something that was um. Do you feel that his backstory was more surprising? Like, I, I was not expecting this. Yeah, I, I was definitely surprised. I saw it was like, you know, it's 62.1. It wasn't a 63. So I was already taken aback by it not being a man. Because when I first saw it, I was like, did this nigga draw some art again? And he's going to leave for another month? Like, what is this? But then I get into it, and it's actually the Lloyd backstory, like the beginning of his uh, backstory. I'm like, oh, Oh, now we talking. Like I can I can actually live with this. Like he's actually on something right now. So I'm not complaining at all. I was surprised, but we get into it and it starts off with Lloyd like playing as a um playing war with his friends in Easterless, you know, or Westerless, you know what I'm saying? And they're just having a ball, but he's not he's not trying to be a um his dad doesn't want him to be a soldier in the war even though he wants to take out the other side because, you know, that's what they perceive as enemy. It has a very Attack on Titan feel to it, in a way. Uh, shout out to you for also being on Titan Time this week, man. Oh, yeah, I was definitely on Titan Time. I'm pulling off a, I'm pulling a double today. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, but, no, I 
I thoroughly enjoyed this chapter because once um Lloyd's past is much darker than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. Um, I think that the big part of this is his relationship with his dad. Mm-hmm. But also you can also see how his relationship with his dad um bleeds into his relationship with Anya. Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to the the schoolwork and trying to like there comes the schoolwork, but also you can tell that very much as a parent because you all you 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 do catch Lloyd getting more invested with his family as time goes along and more invested into Anya. And I think that he really does see Anya as his daughter. Mm-hmm. But you um you can tell how he really. I think you can. I think it's intentional in a way. Of how he attempts to parent Anya much differently than the ways that he was parented. Yeah, because like, like you see his dad like slap him for like playing war with his friends, but we don't never see Lloyd ever put his hands on Anya like ever, at all. And and not even that. It's not even just putting the hands on on Anya, but you can tell that there's a. He doesn't put the pressure on Anya the, the way that he felt that he had pressure on him. Yeah. Um, like you, you know, you start off this chapter where you see Lloyd and his friends are playing army, and you can t- already tell off rip that Lloyd has a um has a just a natural sense of what it means to be a soldier and a spy. Mm-hmm. Um but and, and also side note. I love how they blank out his real name when they say that, you know, the, the boy's name is blank. His code name is advisor. Yeah. And that's all you really know. And the one day he grows up to be Twilight. Yeah. But I love how you could already tell that he has this, this natural sense of being a spy, being a soldier. And that this something that is, um, you know, as a young kid, especially growing up in this country that is torn between the East and the West, that he's already buying into this propaganda of, you know, these Eastern soldiers and these people over there, they're they're monsters. You mm. know what I'm saying? It kind of has like, that um, you know, Gabby and them from, you know, season four when they get introduced, like how their mindset is like, oh, we gotta take down the folks on parody, you know what I'm saying? Like it kind of feels something like that, but in this sense, because it also when it came to Lloyd's like backstory, it seemed kind of like it was harsh. But I didn't think it was also going to be like some type of uplift as well. Like he wants to like do right by his father. So like when you when it came to his father going on a business trip, but um, when we get to it, that he asked him for money so that he go buy books because his dad wants him to actually be a scholar and all of that. Um, but he lied about that so he could go buy this newest model gun, and he was already sick to his stomach. He was like, "I shouldn't have lied to my pops, man. Like, I really wish I could take this all back." Like, you already see Lloyd kind of like understanding right from wrong and wanting to do right by his father because he knows that he he knows right from wrong already as a kid, and you kind of see him flesh that out with Anya, like. You know, he trusts her a lot and he sees that she has wise judgment, even though for the fact that like she reads his mind for like 99 percent of the stuff, like the fact that she seems so mature to him and how his how his methodology of parenting comes off on her. It, it, you kind of see it play off from that. Nah, definitely. Um, and also going back to his dad, I think one thing that I really enjoy is that although his dad comes off as. Not even come off as like, but he's slightly abusive. Yeah. 
Um, you know, you, you, you see it after he, you know, he pops his son in the face and, you know, here, you know, Lloyd talks about how him and his mom always argue, but his dad has some type of moral ground, even when it comes to this war where he's even talking about like, and you know, these Ostian monster, like, you know, these Ostians are monsters, like you've witnessed their evil deeds. Have you mm-hmm. like, you sat and talked with them. Like he has a, a, a strong stance in terms of like, even though these people are from another place and the Eastern are supposed to be these enemies. These are, um, these are still people. Like we're trying to keep, yeah, them these peace. are still people. You know what I'm saying? We like that. Peace is more important than war. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I think that Lloyd has this, strong sense of uh like that's most important to him yeah. is making sure that war doesn't break out again and you know and peace is kept yeah so as as they as they try to paint his father as kind of like this really stern uh a uh, slightly abusive figure he has some type you know he still has this influence on lloyd of there is a strong moral ground that he that he stands on mm-hmm. in terms of like what is right, what is wrong, and like what this means. Yeah. Um. It, I don't know, man. This this chapter was amazingly written. I think that it gives us a lot of insight on who Lloyd is as a person, and also at the end, it it, it gives us a. a a, a nice little cliffhanger, like him when he talks about wanting to pay his father back. Um. It just ends with an explosion. And they get invaded. Like the the Easterners are actually invading their land now. So we don't know what's about to happen next. But Endo actually delivered on, you know, having such a big cliffhanger with this Lloyd backstory, man. Like we we get to see his foundation. We get to see like how he came to want to preserve peace for them in his current era like it's it's so good man i can't i need to see whether or not his father survived because that that waved a death flag for me dog like do you think he actually died like what do you think about this no his i think both of his parents die Mm. i think lloyd is too lloyd is too like stoic yeah Usually, like in in anime and in the manga, I feel like the stoic characters always have some type of like deep dark backstory. Yeah, like they they they've done seen some shit. Yeah, I agree. And that's how I feel about this. I feel that both of his parents are gone. I I, I can I I can agree. I really want to see where it goes, man. Like. It's funny because last chapter Lloyd passed out because Anya got a little star. And I feel like this is him flashing back to like his childhood. Like, damn, what did I do to fuck up? Like he's gonna wake up and he's gonna have Anya right there with the little um with the little negative star right there on her chest. Like, I'm sorry, Dad, I ain't mean to make you pass out like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Nah, yeah, that's uh yeah, I'm I'm wondering how this ends, but I th- I really enjoy the fact that we do get a backstory on Lloyd, especially a character that has been so secretive, yeah. you know, a character that has been so kind of hidden and protected throughout this. Yeah. Um yeah, I this this truly did deserve the number one spot this week. Yeah, definitely. Um I mean, we don't uh, One Piece, I think it deserved the number 2 spot. I mm. think that they I think it deserved a number two spot for the simple fact that um, they got the cover. First of all, this week. they got I me. Mean, they had they first of all they got the cover this week. This was a really fun chapter. 
Um, I love how much Oda leans into like the cartooniness and the weirdness of this chapter. I love how much he um just he he just goes full blown wacky. Yeah. I think this is where Oda does his best work is when he's able to just kind of just go as off the wall as possible. Yeah. And it only works because it's Luffy and he's the most wackiest person. He makes the series that wacky. So like the fact that it's a fully centered Luffy versus Kaido fight and we get to see him like in his full glory of his gear five awakening, like transforming the ground into rubber Kaido trying to eat him, but bouncing around through Kaido, um, stretching his eyeballs to leave his body and then floating into the sky all of a sudden comes down and he's a giant like nigga is a full giant dog like i didn't expect that i'm not gonna hold you i did not expect that because there are so many you know one piece has the theory crafting and it's like all of that stuff going on but a lot of people have always theorized that luffy would end up being a giant just because of how his powers work and you know, gear three was him turning like just parts of his body into a giant. There's like a, a side arc in in the post time skip in, in the anime where he eats a, a giant who has a power to shrink herself. And now he becomes a giant when she turns herself into a giant. And it's some crazy stuff like that. So people have always theorized that Luffy would become a giant at some point. But the fact that it's happening now and then, like, supposedly the next arc is Elbaf, where it's the land of the giants and he might be able to train his powers there, man. It's just a lot going on with um, what this chapter is about. He jumps ropes Kaido while he's a giant, man. And it's just it's just wacky i think the best part is when kaido is about to whack him and he smacks his head into the little dome area where everybody else is trying to evacuate you just see everybody's eyes pop out on some looney tune shit easily the best part <laughs> easily the best panel of that entire chapter like easily the best chat like easy there's no other like there's no other panel in that entire chapter that's better than that this is an absolutely amazing panel like i said he goes full-blown goofy with it i think oda does his best work when it looks like he's just having fun yeah like this this chapter looked very fun to draw this chapter looked very fun to write even the moment where like luffy loses his powers for a second yeah. or kind of like burns out for a second but then pops back up um mm-hmm. I just, I mean, also, I love how this kind of feels that like Wano's about to end finally. Yeah. Um, I think something that not even just us as manga readers, but just fans of One Piece in general has been wanting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, but, the, but he kept the energy up. He just kept it fun. He kept it goofy. He kept the, you know what I'm saying? Like, a, as, Last week, I think the chapter was like this big reveal thing where you're like, holy shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're like, whoa. And then you even see Kaido, even this chapter, acknowledge the fact that he's like, what is up with your devil fruit? Yeah. Like, your devil fruit has powers that aren't, you know, aren't normal. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, I think that this chapter definitely deserved the numbers two spot. Oda did some of his best work this this week. Yeah, definitely. Um, he go he has one more chapter to drop this week, and then he goes on break again. So like you know, it might be some crazy shit that happens this week as well. So no. Um. Yeah, but this week we got three new uh, newcomers on here. We got Chojin X, Black Clover, and Shoha Shoten. I think all these three chapters belonged on this list. And I think they all did a great job of 
really pushing their story forward. Yeah. I I think that's the big reason why I wanted like these three definitely belonged on this list this week. I mean, Chojin X, the 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 I mean, just the final panel alone. Listen, that that was also why it took an hour for us to start this because I was catching up on Chojin X, man, and <sighs> Chojin X is something special. Let me just say that, man. Is <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Listen, <laughs> what is she in my goat talk, man? Listen. Like <laughs> we can't we can't talk we can't talk. Listen, Tokyo Ghoul, Chosen X. I mean, now is she to be dropping on some random schedule shit too? Yeah, yeah. But when he does think, drop, that shit is actually kind of heat, man. Like the story that he's pushing right now with Chosen X, and um, because I think the last time we talked about it, we had the sinker uh, Chosen. And him fighting Tokyo and them getting introduced to the other uh, Chojins who are keepers. Um, I think one of them is the the blade or sword Chojin and the other one is the strength Chojin. I forget their names, uh, but they came to save the day. We get the little um, little pitcher. For, I'm glad baseball season is back. We get the little pitcher uh, batter like tag team. He has a home, not a home run because he ends up catching the ball or whatever. But he gets pinned down the sinker children and then he transforms back. Uh, but then we get through this whole thing of um Ellie enrolling in Tokyo school, and then they go on this little trip or whatever, and they come back from the trip uh with the I think it's a package Trojan. I think that's what it was. It kind of felt like you know that Ark and Chainsaw Man where Santa Claus shows up. That's what it kind of felt like to me, but on a way, <laughs> on a way shorter scale. But um they come back from dealing with that children and they're riding the train home. And all of a sudden there's this girl just sitting right there with a, a, a mask on her face. First of all, man, we get the part of this, this glizzy goblin nigga who <laughs> he goes up to a hot dog stand. Bro, what's wrong with eating a hot dog? You can't eat a hot dog and have a conversation with somebody. Here's the problem, man. I ain't got no problem with nobody eating a hot dog, man. But it's the fact that this nigga walked up with tentacles hanging off his face trying to buy the hot dog. Scares a nigga who's trying to buy a hot dog, too. And he goes in and he's trying to talk to Shorty while he's gobbling, gobbling the glizzy with tentacles on his face, dog. Nah, bro. Bro, you can't. You Why are you hot dog shaming? Why are you glizzy shaming? I'm just not trying to talk to a nigga while he gobble, gobbling the glizzy with tentacles, dog. I'm, I, I, don't, I don't need to see that. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't need to see that. <laughs> but <laughs> what did he do wrong? You are you are absolutely <laughs> on Tokyo because we get to like the chapter. Like Shorty, Shorty ends up kidnapping Tokyo while they're at the train station, and she takes him back to the hideout, and he offers him some pizza or whatever like that, and he's just watching over him. Meanwhile, we get to this part where Tokyo's best friend. It's trying to figure out where he is. He knows that he got kidnapped by uh, the girl. So he ends up finding finding out where the hideout is. He's like, you know what? I'm about to scrap. I need my friend back. And you think it's going to be some power of friendship stuff going on, man. There's no power of friendship going on here. Not at all. Not at all, man. I've never seen a person get sliced up like that. It it was insane what she did to this man. I did not expect that, dog. Turned turned this man. 
I don't even know. Just just chop suey. Yeah, man. You. She reminded me of old girl from my comedy got killed when I first saw her because she got the giant scissors, but she also has powers like Conan from the Akatsuki member from Naruto because she's able to like turn herself into like paper thin and like turn other people into paper and throw things like uh blades, but they're kind of made out of paper. She kind of has that kind of power, man. Um, but the fact that she just sliced this man up like that. And you just see him just like kind of screaming terror because he gets the flashback with his father um, as they're walking down the railroads and the railroads end up splitting off. And he asks his dad, what is down the other railroad? And he takes him down the railroad and it's kind of blocked off. And he's like, there's a dead end. So you always got to take the right path when you find it. And you just otherwise you got to go back and take the other way. Um but when we get the little visual and we see like the railroads are splitting off and it just kind of like stops for a second and we just see him get sliced up at the end of the chapter, man. I'm just like, yo, dog, like we got to put it on the list. We got to put it on this. At first, I wasn't going to put it on the list like I ain't have it on the list. But yeah, man, Chosen X is definitely some gas. No, nah, yeah, definitely. Um, Chosen X is. A great story. I mean, I wish the, the, the release is a little bit more consistent, but um, no, the, the chapter that they released this week was absolutely amazing. I truly enjoyed it. Uh, no, even moving on to Black Clover, I think another story that really you uh, took the time to kind of make some big reveals. You see the, the moment of, I think this whole moment of Asta and his demon and them having these parallel stories. Mm. Um, and then Asta's mom really being the one to connect these two. Yep. I think, I mean, I think that that moment, because obviously I think that figuring out who Asta's parents were, was a, a thing of the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that was a real thing of, of that fans were really trying to figure out. And I think that this moment was a great moment for that to come out. Yep. Um, I think the bigger question that it draws for me is, do you think Black Clover is on his last leg? Um, It's weird because Black Clover chapters are shorter now. Like, they're the same length as me and Roboco. They they have only been, like, 15 or 11 pages. So I don't know if Black Clover... And not a lot of dialogue, either. Not a lot of dialogue. It's really just been straight hands for, like, the last few chapters. Um, but the thing is, I, I want to say it's on his last leg, but it does so consistently well that I could see it still going because the thing about this demon is he came out to fight, but he was only fighting at like half strength and there's still another demon just sitting right there. So even though they cut down this man, you know, there's still another threat to somewhat worry about, but we don't know yet. Black Clover is just doing its own thing. It's just been vibing, man. I don't know. Um, I'll rock with Black Clover as long as possible because it, they, while they've been doing their own thing, it's, it's just been magic and vibes and like shonen and vibes and shit, man. But like, it's nothing wrong, man. Like, I think no, it's it's fun. I once again, I think that this chapter definitely deserved the spot that it got. Yeah. I think that it definitely, uh, with the number five spot, I think once again the story of Asta and his mom, them bringing in like even Asta's mom her being the main dialogue in this chapter and her talking about, I had a son and I gave him up and I gave him up because I didn't want to ruin his life. And at the time I wasn't ready to have a son, Mm -hmm. but I love him more than, you know what I'm saying? And and I think Asta being able to live that moment, but also Asta being able to receive his mother's love or feel that mother's love through his demon was 
you know what I'm saying? I think that was something that um I it was just a beautiful story, especially in the moment that they're in while he's fighting Lucifer. Yeah. I think the one thing that I do want to see, because we also got Yuno's parents like at the beginning of the arc, I do want to see at least if they ever mention his dad, like whoever Asta's dad is. That'll probably be my last main question. Uh, other than I want to see Yami's homeland. Like those are the only two questions I have left for Black Clover. After that, I think it could wrap up and it, it could be on its way out. Yeah, definitely. Um, Shoha Shoten, a monthly, they definitely get the uh, a ranking in this week. They get seven. Mm-hmm. It could have potentially be higher if I didn't think Sakamoto Days was really good. Yeah. Um, Sakamoto Days, I think this this thing of Sakamoto really being the pinnacle for a lot of young spies and a lot of young assassins. Um, I think this that story right now where they're at is just too good. But Shoha Shoten had a really great chapter this week. Uh, it still belonged on his power ranking list. Yeah. Um. I I love how they're kind. Of, they it was they brought in some grimness into this chapter this week. Yeah, man. The the Shoha Shoten man. Like, listen. I'm happy that they're also introducing like this this tournament aspect. So they're laying out the foundation for how they're going to get to this final competition and become the best in Japan. So they have like, it's if you think about the culling games for all of our JJK folks out there, they have different uh, sections divided across Japan and each section has their own little tournament and the top two pairs or whatever, make it to the grand tournament. And the work, like the best of the worst two pairs end up is wild card spots. So they get together and it all together is supposed to be like 10 pairs and they have this final tournament off to see who's the funniest in Japan. And we kind of get like this whole thing with um, we see rising who won the last tournament, but they gave up the the trophy by default. We see Sprecher who were the other guys, a part of that competition who just been like, they've been supporting the the team from the backstory. Um, we also get the the girl who is becoming their manager and kind of helping them, you know, flesh out their comedy routines in a way. She she gives them a little Twitter page and they end up getting uh some followers on the page or whatever like that. Oh no, it's YouTube. Um, because they have some comedy stand-ups. They show the little comedy stand-up that they had at the tour for the school. And they even get approached by some of their classmates who went before them. I definitely forgot about that shit. Um, because it was they just had like a little one note panel, but the fact that they came up to them during the a little precursor tournament and were like, Yeah, nah, we thought you guys were funny, so we're gonna root for you all the way. And even their their competition with Spreacher, like them supporting it. I think that it's while it's showing some type of grimness and like how much that they have to build up to um towards the end with their 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 placement in going for this, you know, mini tournament. I like that they have so many supporters and it's not like a dark um it's not like a darkness to it for real for real. It's just like, you know, Hey, why did dude say that he killed homie though? That's all I'm trying to figure yeah, out. Why did he yeah. got a body under his belt? That that was crazy. He reminded me of um, what's his name? <laughs> I didn't say. Oh, you thought he died of illness? Nah, I caught that body. He reminded he me like, of don't old ever dude. try to give the what's the other brother? Miluki, the other brother from Hunter Hunter. That's who he reminded me of, man. 
He was like, hey, nigga, don't ever in your life try to give none my body to some illness. He's like, I killed that one. <laughs> yeah, bro. That shit was absolutely wild. Yeah, that was wild. The their placements, like, and everybody's like, bro, we gotta we gotta put y'all in a in a casket because y'all going last. Like, we about to we about to run it up on y'all. Like, man, listen. I really want to know if he killed him though. Like, I don't know if he killed him for real. I feel like he roasted him and just made him quit. Like, I don't Probably. know. Probably that's what it really was. <laughs> um all right, to 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 wrap this up, JJK gets the bottom. I liked it. I liked it. It wasn't bad. Everything else is just better in my opinion. Do you feel that? Akutame has been delivering on these fights since calling games. Um, I think he delivered with Megumi and Yuji. I think with Yuji. You think that he delivered with Megumi? Yeah, I enjoyed the Megumi one. I actually enjoyed the Megumi fight. Like, while Reggie, I told you how I felt about it because the Reggie thing with him kind of being a, a, a ancestor sorcerer or whatever, like, even though. He wasn't supposed like everybody. Everybody has said that he wasn't supposed to like go high diff against Reggie. I think that because of where Megumi at, was at with his techniques, that in itself allowed him to develop. So I didn't mind it as much because he wasn't as experienced as Yuta was. However, with this Yuta debacle, it, it's just been highs and lows. It's been valleys and peaks, dog. Like, I think the highest point was the cliffhanger with them about to do the domain expansion, but not delivering on, like, the domain expansions, the over explanations, all of that stuff. Like, I think that right there is what's killing it, is the over explanations. I think that he's trying to he's trying too much to, like, give us the, the, the backstory on why these things happen yeah. instead of just, like, letting shit happen. Yeah, and that's why I have a problem. That's why I don't have a problem with it with Megumi and Reggie because it didn't happen then. Like, it, we saw their thought processes as they were fighting, whereas with this... He's sitting back like the Hunter Hunter narrator and saying what's going on and how they're visualizing these things within the next 15 seconds and how their fights is going. Like, I, I don't appreciate that. Like, I think the last time he did that to this degree was when they were fighting in the in the fight club and they were fighting. What's her name? Kiara um, because of her powers and how they worked. But even at that point, I think we still had Panda's perspective. We had Megumi's perspective. So it wasn't that bad. But this, like, come on, man. I think, I just think that this fight in itself, because of how it wrapped up and, you know, the setup from last chapter of Rika eating the arm of Uro. Um, so that's how they end up getting the powers of mimicry. I think that in itself was a decent, you know, setup for, for him to wrap the sky and shoot Johnny Bravo his own blast. I think that. That was I love good. how we only refer to him as Johnny Bravo yeah. now. Yeah. Don't call, I, <laughs> I don't even know his name for real, man. Like, <laughs> it's Johnny Bravo. Ever since, ever since it got, I think well, it was a JB that called yeah, him Johnny Bravo yeah. first. Ever since then, I was just like, ain't no way I'm calling him anything else. Yeah, man. I, I can't call him anything else. Because they, they know who we're talking about. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but no, nah, I, I I truly think that the over explanation of powers and the over explanation of why things are working is just killing him right now. I just yeah. that, I, I legit I feel that that is the biggest like he's hitting the hunter hunter. Yeah. And the hunter hunter thing kind of like 
I think the Hunter Hunter over explanation of like the power shit and the power levels and power system works for that because there's so many different moving parts for it. Mm-hmm. I think this is it, it, not working anymore because we just kind of understand that like we have a base knowledge of curse energy. Yeah. And we understand that all the curse energy, like they just use their curse energy all differently. Yeah. And like that's just what it is. It's not anything, it's not like you know what I'm saying. It's not like Nin where you're you're a different type of Nin user. Mm-hmm. You're just a curse energy user and you just use your curse energy however you may like you know what I'm saying, however you may feel. Yeah. Um I think and, and like I said, I think the over explanations are really is what killing him right now. And I just truly just want I don't want him to feel that he has to explain stuff. I don't want him to feel that he has to break down the logistics on why this fight works or like what is going on in the fight. Just let them fight. Yeah. Just let the shit happen. And if there really does come to a point where you're like, okay, I actually have to explain this and explain it. Like, let us see them think this out. Don't explain it to us. Let us see them like think this process through. That's, that's the biggest thing for me. Like we could have literally seen like Shorty get distracted, and then we could have seen you to be like, "Oh, she's distracted. Let me go slap her right quick." You know what I'm saying? Like, it's no need for the over explanation of things. Like, I think that's what the other thing. I think we're so used to older anime and manga where the villains or whatever kind of explain their powers or people explain the techniques like outright. So when things happen. We get to see, you know, now that the explanation is out the way, we get to see like the little plot twist in, in the middle of it. Um, to say how, but how? Da 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 da. And then we get to see them like pull out the back there, um, you know, out their hat, the rabbit out their hat, and just say, "Yeah, we did it this way." Uh, but the fact that they're just explaining it like this, uh, I don't know, man. Like it's just it's not hitting as hard. But I did like this chapter more than the last one. I will say that. No, definitely. It's much better than the last one. Um, but yeah, man, I th- this is our power rankings for the week. Mm-hmm. Also, shout out, uh, shout out to um, I want to say quick shout out to Ayashimaya because you know Dopo was a nerd and that that was crazy. And there was an old girl who who did some unspeakable things to one of those guys in the hotel. Um, that was kind of wild. I'm not going to hold you. Very, very much so. Ashima had a really great chapter they should tap into. A lot of once again, a lot of just pushing the story forward mm-hmm. and just keeping keeping us engaged. Um, but this is our power rankings for this week for April 3rd. Uh thank y'all very much for tuning in to this episode of the Big Eyes Podcast. As always, make sure you subscribe and listen to the Lookout RNC and subscribe to all other RNC radio live podcasts. Uh, uh, other than that, AD, what's the sign off? You already know. Please read more manga, watch more anime, and be on the lookout, only on the lookout for the Big Eyes Podcast. Mm-hmm.